Why, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. And if I'm here sounding a little sheepish, it's because I am. (laughs) I'm running late to the recording, and I'm going to blame that on Suzanne, and she doesn't even know it yet. So before I go off on that, (laughs) I'll just say, hey, Suzanne, how are you? (laughs) Well, I was doing really good, Michelle, until you said that. It's like, uh uh-oh, what did I do? How did I mess things up? Oh, you didn't really mess things up, but you've just kind of started a controversy in my life and not really a controversy, maybe competition or something like that, because you introduced us to Wordle. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me so happy. (laughs) I know it does. And so Rob and I were just at breakfast and, you know, Wordle is a game you can only play once a day. But there is an app out there called Word Us, W-O-R-D-U-S, where you can do multiple games in a day. And so Rob and I went to breakfast and we were on a word we couldn't figure out. And I'm like, I've got to go. And he's like, we've got to figure this out. So yeah, that's did why I'm a little fi- late. Sorry. Did you figure it out? Yeah, I, we finally did in the car ride on the way home because Rob, I guess, didn't realize that you could use letters more than once. And um, so the word was amaze. It was what? Amaze? And we had... Amaze? Amaze, yes. So we, yes. So we had the second A, the E, and the M. So yeah, I mean, I'm probably confusing everyone out there who don't know the game, but yes. I know. Well, you know, the last time. So then we. Well, what I was going to say, it's just our timing is so good because the last time we recorded, I did get off on my How I Love Games tangent. And then this game came into my world right after we recorded last time. And I, I mean, I love this game so much. (laughs) And I'm just so happy that you guys are as enthralled with it as I am. And we are, but what I was going to say is we have different strategies, like the way I go about it and the way Rob goes about it, they're completely different. And so he gets frustrated with me and I get frustrated with him. So it's kind of a controversy. Oh, so you play it as a team, not individually. Sometimes we play it as a team, like if we're sitting there and it's just kind of something fun to do and we can use our brain power together because two minds are better than one usually, but yeah, not when you have conflicting right. yeah, strategies. Right. So I did download that app. You, you're the one that showed it to me. And I, I mean, when I d- haven't gotten enough with just Wordle, which is one time a day. I do go to that game. And it's a great game when you're trying to kill time because it fills your mind and you forget about waiting. And so it is a really fun game. The thing I love about Wordle is that everyone is guessing the same word every single day. So you could be texting me and say, did you get that word today? And whereas I don't know if that that's the same with the app. I can't imagine that everyone gets to work on the same puzzle every, you know, every time they play because you would do it at different paces. So, right. And I think there are different puzzles on the app. Like there's so many of them, but they're all different. Mm, Yeah. And I haven't explored it too much, but, um, but yeah, 
It's such a fun game. I love it. Yeah, so I introduce it to everybody. So we have a nephew visiting and now his wife is hooked and JC, our friend, and I'm going to do a shout out to JC because he listens and he's been very upset with us and launched his complaint about the fact that we haven't been overly consistent lately. Yeah. Although, okay, so we had two bad weeks. I mean, we're going to get back on track. We've had two bad weeks where it's been hard to find the time. And the first week was because I was sick. And the second week is we were both so busy. It was just hard to find time. Right. And I feel like that busy theme has really been playing since November and just trying to find the time. And so we've really got to come up with a strategy, Suzanne, as to how we're going to just... I agree. (laughs) Stick to our commitment. I know. I know. We have to bang these things out. And it is. It's We'll figure it out. We will. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who struggle with finding the time to do those things they really want to do. Because to me, chatting with you is such a luxury. It's something I look forward to doing. And when I have so much on my plate, unfortunately, it's like, I really want to do that, but it's fallen off. Whereas it really just has to stay a constant. It does. I agree. And we will, but we are going to figure it out. I know we will. Yes, we'll definitely figure it out. But just circling back real quick to the Wordus game or Uh the Wordle game. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that there is a little bit of a theme that's been going on lately in Wordle? Well, you pointed this out to me the other day. And no, I don't pay close enough attention to follow the theme. But you did point it out to me. And I have to agree with you. There is somewhat of a theme. Yeah. And the only reason I noticed it is because whenever I get a word, which it has been most of the words, Uh I take a picture of it, a screenshot of it. So in case anybody says, oh, did you really get it at that position? I can say, yeah, I really did. (laughs) It really is just... It's just me being like weird about that. So I've gone back and looked at words and I found a little bit of like a sexual into windows theme going on because one word was prick, which I don't have to go into why that might be something. The next word I came across was mount. Uh Okay. So we have prick and mount and then we have perky. Yeah. And those all could be like in that category. It could if that's the direction your mind goes. My mind doesn't usually go in that direction. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't usually go in that direction. Yeah. Did you get today's word? I did. Did you get today's word? I did. And I frankly, today's word, I was pretty proud of myself just because the first word I tried, I didn't get any letters correct. I mean, I got nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, crap. And then the second time, my second try, I got one letter in the correct place. And then I got it two tries. I mean, it took me four tries to get it today. And I was pretty proud of myself because it's like, wow. Yeah. The word today was could. Yeah. C-O-U-L-D. Yes. Could you open the door? And the first word I did was mouse. So I had that OU combination, but it took me five tries to get it. And now you're saying you beat me, which 
well, I guess tomorrow's another day, another competition. I, I know. It's a competition. It's, well, it's always a competition, but my word guess was strap, S-T-R-A-P. That was my first word. And so no letters, not even close. So yeah, I was pretty proud of myself for getting to could. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I, it really is a fun game. And I know we've probably gone on way too long about it. But if you haven't tried it, you should. You should. And again, one word every day is released on this site. And it's kind of fun. I know. And you know, I, it's, I, I'll just say one more thing, because it's so funny, because I'm so proud of myself that I get these words. And I've only missed one word since I started playing this game. But I have a cousin who she like once a week, she'll post her stats screen, because it does keep keep track of how many games you've played, how many words you get in one try, two tries, three tries, four tries, the percentage you get right. She's at like 276. Last time I looked, she she's done 276 puzzles. And her stats are way up there. And you know, I'm like on, I don't know what even know where I'm, I'm like 20, 20 games. <laughs> I mean, I have a long way, I'll never catch her because she'll play as long as I do. And she'll always be 200 games ahead of me. Yeah, there's no way to catch up. I know. I know. Unless she quits playing, which she probably won't. Yeah. But, but it's impressive when I look at her stats. It's like, wow, you, you're good. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. It's just going to take time to get to that place where you have 200 under your belt. I know. I know. So we just got back from Vegas and I just went up there for the day, but you were actually there for market. So I'm really curious and maybe you want to share and maybe you don't want to share. It's up mm -hmm. to you. But what are you finding on trend as we go into the spring months for a shop like yours? I won't say so much, but there is definitely trends that you see over and over again in every vendor shop. One of them is neutrals. There's neutrals everywhere. And neutrals include blush. So, which I would never consider blush a neutral, but on in this market, there was a lot of blush incorporated into neutrals. It's also very organic. Everything feels very organic, like natural products, like a lot of wicker, a lot of rattan, a lot of cement, a lot of just that, that feel, that look. Um, also, I would describe it as somewhat boho, which really years away from my traditional style, but I actually have embraced it and I love it. And I think we'll see a lot of that in my shop in the next couple months. Okay. Well, I'm really curious because I know you say you go there and you put out a lot of money to oh, get the God. products in, <laughs> but you just hope they show up because still that supply chain is an issue. It is. The supply chain is huge. And, you know, I do. I, by the time I saw you, I had already been to market three full days. And so, you know, I had that nauseatingly sick. I've probably overspent. I probably bought too much inventory. And you helped remind me that the last several times I've gone to market, yeah, maybe a third to a half of what I order actually shows up when I expect it to. So much of it comes down the road 
you know, three months, six months, if it all shows up at the same time, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to rent a storage unit to put it all and then just bring it out gradually. But I know that it won't. I know that it'll be stretched out over the next several months, but I did order an enormous amount of inventory. Now remind me, so when you go to market and you're placing these orders, do they charge the card immediately or do they charge upon shipping? And if something is, let's say, delayed beyond the season, mm -hmm. do you get a chance to cancel that order or just when it comes available, they ship it? When it comes available, they ship. When it ships, they charge my card. And I have the option when I place the order to put a cancel date on the order. So if it goes, if I haven't gotten it by a certain date, it automatically drops off. But the thing about that is, is I don't always get, or I never get a notice when I have a cancel date and items have automatically dropped off that I will not get. So, and we have figured that out over the years. So we have to have a system in place that tracks cancel dates because if I have a cancel date, it may, and it's something shows up after the cancel date, it's a lot easier to return it if it's out of season. But sometimes things will just show up. And if I haven't kept track of the cancel date, it shows up, then I'm stuck with it until I can use it or put it, you know, put it on the floor. So it's a lot, it's very complicated. <laughs> and I am telling you going to market is, I truly have to say one of the most exhausting experiences I have ever undertaken, if that's a word. It is, we get there at nine. I have usually four or five appointments in a day. In between appointments, you spend the time looking for new vendors that you might want to carry in your store. And you're on your feet all day. They don't really have restaurants that you can go sit down and have lunch and take a break. There'll be a coffee stand or some of the vendors, especially for the furniture vendors, the bigger showrooms, they'll have appetizers and drinks in the back of the, their showroom. And so by the time you get back to your hotel at like four or five in the afternoon, you're like dead. It's like your whole body hurts and you're hungry and you're tired and I'm crabby. And so anyway, it's quite an Yeah, experience. you're telling me because like <laughs> I, I met you after three days at market and I'm like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Know. You you were in good spirits that day, just a little tired Wednesday yeah, night. I was exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. I was exhausted, but but it's all worth it if you know, if things go as planned, my store will be well stocked until the next time I go to market. Yeah. So here's what is freaking me out a little bit, because as you know, we are in the process of thinking about building a house. I mean, I guess we're beyond thinking. Mm -hmm. We are actually working with an architect, a landscaper, the design process is underway. But let's say we start building this house this upcoming May, mm -hmm. 2022. And they're saying it's a two-year build. Mm -hmm. So you're talking 2024. So everything you're picking right now in 2022 will be outdated in 2024 or the trends will be changing. Like, how do you think you account for that when stepping into this process? Well, I shop for my store by trend, but it doesn't matter 
what the trends are saying or doing. You have to go with, you have to buy what you love because you're going to love it. If you love it when you buy it, you're going to love it. You're going to love it for a long time. And you have to go with the style of the home. Some trends just aren't going to work in the style home you're building. You're going to have to look at the style of your home and then buy accordingly. And frankly, the style of your home is probably a pretty good indication of what your style is. So it should be pretty easy to stay focused on the direction of, of what you buy. And then, but my advice to everyone right now is buy it now because it may take a year to get it. Put it in storage. You know what? Get a storage unit until you're ready to move in, but buy it because if you wait until, if your house is done in May, two years from now, and you wait until March, two years from now, my guess is this um, supply chain issue might get a little bit better. We're still going to be dealing with it because of the backlog. And you'll have to wait six months before you have furnishings for your home. Right. And, you know, a couple of things I can say here. One will actually get us to our topic today. Uh -huh. But the first thing I would like to say is my main home, the one I decorated and put all the blood, sweat and tears into and I worked with a designer up there. So it really was her vision, but me kind of just saying, ah, yes, no. Mm -hmm. And that painful process, but it really was, she was really good. It wasn't that painful, but that style in Alaska mm -hmm. is so much different than the style in Arizona, which yep. is even so much different than the initial plans of the place we're building that I just want to say, no, <laughs> we'll just stay where we're at. I'm comfortable. I get it. I can remodel here. Yeah, you could do that. But I have to say, even if you stayed in your home and you did a remodel, okay, what is working for you today in the current home you're in, probably, although you have some beautiful new items that will, I think, work very well in your new home. I've seen plans of your new home. So I think I can confidently say your newer pieces are going to transition very well. But I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they think that what is working fabulously in their current home will work in their new home. And 99% of the time, it will not translate well to a new style. Because you bought furniture for the home you're in and the new home will have a completely different personality. And so what's working in the original home will not fit the personality of the new home. Ugh, like I hate that. I hate that. But <laughs> you are right. You are right. Right. And, and I've done it myself. We had a smaller home here in Scottsdale that... I loved every piece of furniture in that house. And so I brought it all with me and I got it to this bigger house, different style, totally different style than the other home and nothing worked. There wasn't one piece of furniture. Well, there's one bedroom set that I kept from the other bedroom or from the other house, but nothing translated well into this house. It just didn't work. And you know what? You just got to suck it up and wait until you know the personality of the house and then 
get the new things for your home. But I can guarantee you the majority of it will not look good in your new house. You just won't like it because it won't fit the personality. Right. So I see another garage sale or another Facebook market yep. or Craigslist, all those fun things that bring people yep. into my space and freak right. me out. Right. Well, it freaks you out. And, but you can just remind yourself that the furniture you've had in the house you're in currently has served its purpose. It's done its job well. It's worked for you for as long as you've been in that house. It's been great. It can go to another happy home somewhere where it fits. And you can find something that's going to work in your new home. Yeah. And better yet, the person who purchases this house might like it so much that they want to purchase the furniture also, like we did. Yep, exactly. And that happens a lot in Arizona for whatever reason. People, houses sell with furniture included, which I think is brilliant. I think so too. Now, the other thing I wanted to say about that is because we're working here with timelines and they're estimated timelines. And so Rob wants to bet on everything because (laughs) when we went back in November, I want, yeah, yeah. When in November we met with the builder, we met with the architect and they were kind of talking timeline and at the quickest it could be six months. And that would put it like it may that we could break ground. Mm -hmm. And so of course, in my mind is like, it probably won't be May, but like this summer is when we'll, we'll break ground. And Rob wants to bet on it, everything. Why? And this is the theme today. Why do things annoy me? But he wants to bet on everything. (laughs) And that annoys me because it's not a contest. It's just, I'm simply saying based on what I've been told we should be looking at this summer. And what does Rob say? Because I'm, I tend to be like Rob. I like the competition. I like, you know, just kind of putting it out there. And yeah, he's like, oh, no, 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 Michelle, like you're smoking crack. If you think it's going to be May or June or July, think about 2023, maybe like February or March. And that's a whole nother year almost. Yeah. I disagree. But he, with, well, I disagree with that. I think they could break ground by September. Yeah, but he wants to bet on everything. <laughs> well, like when I, COVID happened and, you know, they're saying like at the very beginning when we didn't know what was going on and they're saying two weeks quarantine, which seemed like a long time. And he's like, oh, no, it'll be August or September before we get any relief from that. And he was closer to being correct, although... I mean, with the up and downs of that, Mm -hmm. there's arguments, but yeah, he wants to bet on everything. All right. Well, I'm going to springboard off of that because of course you bring up COVID and you know, COVID in general is my biggest annoyance. Is that Um, a trigger for you, Suzanne? It is a trigger for me. I'm not going to lie. Sorry. I shouldn't have brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because when we were in Las Vegas, here in Scottsdale, We're very fortunate. Yeah, COVID is out of control right now in Scottsdale, but it's out of control everywhere. I mean, I know the numbers are dropping on the East Coast and a couple of weeks it's going to drop. And But the mask wearing, COVID or not, is one of the most annoying things I can think of. I hate masks. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I wear them because I have to, but I hate them. And they annoy the shit out of me. I'm sorry. I just, 
You said it. I said it's it. out in the universe. They it's know out, you. It's out there. Yep. They As I do so many people. Yep. They give me a headache. And I don't care what anyone says. They give me a headache. I don't think I breathe as well with a mask on. And I think I get a headache. And I, at the end of my day, when I have to take that mask off after wearing it for 12 hours, it's like I have a headache. And I don't care what anyone says. It gives me a headache. And I don't think I'm the only one. I think there are a lot of people out there that hate them as much as I do. And when you're forced to wear one all day, it makes you feel bulk. And it's probably part of the reason I was so exhausted at the end of my days because I had that stupid mask on all the time. Right. And, you know, Vegas, and I think we've said this before, is really like Nevada's under a mask order. But depending on what hotel you stay at, there's a little more flexibility at some hotels than others. Like the rules aren't consistent. True. And in that area. Right. And I just want to be clear. If there is a mask mandate, I am going to follow it. I am not an anti-masker. I am just expressing how those masks make me feel. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying. It's like, I just find them extremely uncomfortable. I agree with the mask mandate if that's what the state is choosing to do. If that's what the business is choosing to do, I will respectfully follow their requirements. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. No, and that's true. And I think so many people feel that way. I mean, it's just what we have to do to get on with our daily life. And I think we're so all ready to get some form of new normal, some form of daily life in there that we're willing to do what we need to do. Yeah. Okay. So um, just one more thing about COVID, because you know, a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, COVID hit my store. And we had to close the store for a couple days to disinfect and to kind of get it all over the hump. And, you know, as a small business owner, it hurts. It's hard to close your store. It's hard to have that interruption in your business. Not to mention then, you know, you've been exposed to COVID. And then I was sick. I tested negative. So I didn't have COVID, whatever I had. I was uncomfortable. I was sick. Anyway, so then we reopen. Everything's good. We go to market and another employee comes down with COVID. Oh, no. I, I know. And I feel like it's a vicious cycle. And fortunately, she was in Vegas with me, not at my store. So it didn't impact my store because she wasn't there. But again, exposed to COVID hard on her. Now she's not feeling well. She can't work for the next five days. I feel really bad, but it's like, it's this vicious cycle. And then I talked to my son living in Alaska and they are isolating. No one's going to the office. They kind of rotate. So they're, I don't know, in his unit, there are like eight or 10 people, but it rotates who's in the office. Well, right now, out of the 10 people in his unit, four of them have COVID and he's been exposed. So now he's going through this. Well, what do I do? Do I isolate? Do I not isolate? How do, how does this all work? So yeah, the frustrating, ugh, annoying COVID experience and I'm done with it. Oh yeah, I am too. And I'll just throw out there. I'm doubling down on you here, Suzanne, as to <laughs> COVID stories that really suck. So my son, Cameron, 
he just made the decision to move from Boise, Idaho to Seattle, Washington or the area there. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to coordinate our trips visiting in the future. We will. So, but anyways, he goes there. He was set to start his new job and it was on a Tuesday because it was right after president or not president Martin Luther King day. So that Tuesday and he wasn't feeling the best, just thought he had a cold and maybe the stress of moving because he hadn't found a place to live. I mean, there's a lot of stress moving and starting a new job, especially when you don't have a place to live. So he thought that's kind of what was going on. So he goes in and then he takes a COVID test and was positive. So he started, was supposed to start a new job, but came down with COVID the very first day or second day of this new job, which completely sucks because what do you do? Because you don't want to come across as a slacker and not showing up yet. There's this thing that's so not good and you don't want to spread it. So what do you do? I know it's, I felt so bad for him. He worked from home. He was able, he felt well enough because the symptoms were mild enough. He Mm -hmm. could work from his, the place he was Mm -hmm. staying, but yet yeah, you don't want to be that person that doesn't show up, but there's a reason not to show up. I know. <laughs> it's so confusing as it to is, what to it's do. It's so confusing. And you know what? That being said, <laughs> I think back to all of the years be pre-COVID when you went to work no matter how crappy you felt. And I know it used to really upset me or my husband as well when he'd go to work and someone would show up deathly ill because they didn't want to miss a day of work. And then they expose everyone in the office to whatever it is they're, they have stomach flu, influenza, bad cold, strep throat, whatever it is. And you know what, but our society taught us to be like that. And again, the COVID was a reset button because all of a sudden we went, oh, you can't ever miss a day of work for any reason. You don't want to look like a slacker to, okay, I have COVID, there's no way I can possibly go to work and expose everyone. And you would hope that we will take away from this whole experience a new attitude in our society about how to not be so concerned with our job that we risk exposing other people to whatever illness it is we're experiencing and that we are all comfortable staying home and all and as employers all comfortable with people staying home when they don't feel well right and just taking that time to give yourself the self-care that you need taking that time to actually recover so there's not relapses down the way yes yeah no that's that's so incredibly true it is. And I hate to, I think we have to move on from my COVID annoyances because I, <laughs> I have so many COVID annoyances. And Okay. I, so what else annoys you? And I'm sure it starts with the letter J and ends with an F. <laughs> well, okay. I could go down that road, but I'm not going to because I was actually at Chick-fil-A <laughs> the other day. And I know I have brought, this is a continuing annoyance with me. And I think there should be a law. It annoys me so much. And I'm in the drive through at Chick-fil-A and I always get stuck behind that person who has to order for their entire office or their entire family. And I don't think they belong in drive through 
go in the restaurant and order it behind the counter so other people can order and get out of there before your order is ready. When you're stuck in a stupid drive-thru and you happen to behind, be behind the car that has ordered 20 meals, you, you're stuck. You have, there's nothing you can do. You have to wait the 20 minutes it takes Chick-fil-A to get that ready. Okay, and I'm not doubling down on Chick-fil-A, but I kind of am because I have visited one in, oh, a couple in Colorado, a couple in other areas, and I'm so confused by what they're wanting us to do. Like there's a drive-through and there's several like stops at the drive-through and then there's pickup and it's like this spot's reserved for pickup or this spot's reserved for this. And you're like, I just want to run in and sit down and eat. Like what? I get really confused by Chick-fil-A's parking lot and ordering procedures. Right. And I think that is the case of a company that that like when they built their Chick-fil-A building restaurant, it's like they maybe didn't anticipate the popularity of their drive-through because our, my Chick-fil-A is like that too. It's, it sits in a parking lot, a shared parking lot with other little restaurants and shops. And I swear you, you go there any time of the day and the whole parking lot is a line to get into, you know, to get through drive-through and the other businesses in that area. If I were looking at a new spot for my store and there was a Chick-fil-A anywhere near me, I would be like, hell no, (laughs) this isn't going to work for me because Chick-fil-A is taking up the whole parking lot and you you can't get out. I know I doubled down on Chick-fil-A there with just that little piece of information and remembering it was the last Chick-fil-A I was at was in the Scottsdale area on the way to the airport. (laughs) And I was super frustrated because of everything you just said. But this for you could happen at any restaurant, the drive-through situation where you get behind the car with the big order is annoying. And why do that? Why be that person? You know, it's like, hey, you know, he, they're leaving the office and they go, hey, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Anyone want anything? And then all of a sudden you have 10 people wanting something. And then you say, okay, I'm just going to go through the drive through and hold everyone else up behind me. Stupid. It's stupid. And in an ideal world, I've said this about Starbucks too. In an ideal world, there would be an express lane and there would be a large order lane. So if you have a large order, you get in that line. If you have a simple order, you get in that line. I think that about Starbucks too. When you get behind that person who is ordering coffee for the entire office and it's like, I just want a simple cup of coffee with cream in it. That's all I want. And I'm behind this person who has 20 coffee orders and it's like, get an express lane, get a big order lane, do something. Right. I mean, they've done it in grocery stores. Right. So they should do it in drive throughs too. Exactly. Or even at Starbucks in the restaurant itself. It's like, if you just want a, a brewed coffee with cream, have specific line for brewed coffee with cream or brewed coffee. So you can just say, yeah, this line is for coffee only. And let all of the fancy-dancy drinks get in their own line, but especially in airports. Right. 
And I'm just laughing a little bit because I picture you in the line for just your brewed coffee and Jeff in the line for the smancy pansy um, ice mocha cheese. Like, I don't even know. I don't drink coffee, so I don't have to live that experience, but I would be super annoyed too. Right. And frankly, because I do this at the airport, they do it with TSA. You know, if you're a frequent traveler and you've gone to the trouble of getting global entry that gets you into the TSA pre-check and you do clear, you've paid for clear and you've gone through that process. Yeah, because you travel a lot. It's like the express lane. You just get in and get out. And the people who don't travel a lot or have children and strollers and animals and everything else, go get in the regular line and deal with it. But you have that option of going through the express lane. Yes, but, you know, what happens when the express lane gets completely complicated? Because I was at the Denver airport, and I'm trying to remember all the specifics, but I think I had a first-class ticket from Denver to Vegas. Mm -hmm. I have clear. So you could either get in the first-class slash clear line, both of them. You had to have both right things in order to get in this line or just the regular clear line like why are you making it so complicated it's like regular clear line or you know you can have your first class line or your yeah your clear should right yeah your tsa pre-check yeah that's what it was it was if you have clear and tsa pre-check you can Mm -hmm. go on this line but if you just have tsa pre-check it's this one or if you just have clear it's this one it's like oh my Mm -hmm. god there's like so many lines to choose from Right. But if you're a frequent traveler, and why not have it all? (laughs) Why not have TSA free check? Why not have clear? And then you get in the fastest line you can to get through. And for the record, because I've done both, the TSA pre check clear line is 99% of the time faster than the clear without pre check or the pre check without clear or the regular clear without any of it. Yeah, it's just a lot to think about. And the line is intimidating, no matter which one you get in, in Denver anyway, like I'm, I'm not going to speak for other places, but then don't you love the lines? And this is an annoyance too, when you are in like the TSA pre-check, if they don't have clear or even the clear line and you get up to the front and they're like, oh, our equipment's broken. So I'm just going to give you this little thing that you can carry and hand it to them. So you don't have to do it, but you have to go. (laughs) It's just frustrating. That is frustrating. And that's only happened to me once where the equipment's been down and I've had to, but oh yeah, I can absolutely say, because as I see it, if I've gone to the trouble (laughs) to go through the process of getting my global entry, which is gets me through TSA pre-check, and I've gone through the process, I've signed up, I've paid for it to get clear, that's what I expect to get when I go to the airport. And, and it's like, and if you haven't gone through that process, then you're fine with going through the regular slow lines, but... I want what I'm paying for. I want what I've earned by going through the process to get there. Yeah, because there are hoops you have to jump through. Exactly. Bigger hoops, I think, for TSA pre-check, actually, because you have to go in and actually have an interview with TSA, whereas clear, you can usually just sign up online and then talk to an agent there at the airport. But I think TSA pre-check, there's a few extra steps to jump through. 
through. Right. Well, it, I since I did global entry, which gets which gets you through customs in most. Yes, countries. and I consider that TSA pre-check. Right. So maybe that is just the global entry, but right because I I know that too. I don't. I've never been through the TSA pre-check process because I did. I chose to do global entry because at the time we were doing international travel, which we haven't right. done. But, but yeah, you do get fingerprinted. They do a background check. You have to go through an interview. So it is a process. But that being said, I was willing to go through that process. So therefore, when I get to the airport, there was a reason I let myself go through that process is so right. that it would be more convenient for me getting through because they've done a background check on me. They have my fingerprints. If anything comes up, they'll know it when I go through. Right. And I, yeah, I agree with all that. And again, anything for my convenience, right. I appreciate it. And when it doesn't go according to plan, I get annoyed. Right. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're probably getting close to time, but I had, like, if we're going to talk and we haven't even talked about everything at annoys us, so maybe there has to be a part two, but I found um, a quiz we can do in the future. And the quiz is how annoying are you? Because if we're going to say what annoys us, we're going to have to look at how annoying we may be. I think we have time. I think we have time for this, unless it's a long quiz. But they're usually Let me not. See. Let's just do a question. Well, if you don't argue with it, we may have time. Okay, I'll try not to argue. That might be something that, that annoys people about me, is that I have an okay. opinion about everything. Well, I'll tell you just before we start it, or just before we start this, is I got a 38%. That I'm 38% annoying. And oh, I got wow. really annoyed when Rob's like, oh, is that all? Yeah, that's what I was going to okay. say. But uh, wow, I'm impressed that you were only 38 Oh, you think I'm more annoying than 38%? No, <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying yes, I'm impressed I think so. that you're only 38% annoying. I, I can guarantee I'm going to be a little higher, but go ahead. Okay, so we'll just go through this really quickly. It's a BuzzFeed.com quiz, and it is just called How Annoying Are You? It's time to face the truth about yourself, Suzanne. Okay, so I'm ready. Get ready. I'm ready. Okay, so what is your normal speaking volume? Pretty average. People rarely struggle to hear me, but no one tells me to be quiet either. Or I am constantly having to repeat myself because I speak so softly. Uh, the third choice is pretty normal unless I'm super excited and I get a little out of hand. Or the last one, I don't speak. I just yell. <laughs> I'm the middle one. Well, there are two in the middle. Okay. Well, technically. I'm, the, I'm the one that- You're pretty normal. I'm normal unless I'm excited or worked up about something. Okay. The next question is, are you often late? And here are the choices. I'm always 10 minutes early. Sometimes, but I do my best to try not be later than 10 minutes. The next option is I don't think I've ever been on time. And the last option is sometimes I don't even show up. Okay, I can't help myself. I have to do a little editorial here because my daughter and I were just talking about this because I am never late. I'm usually 10 minutes early and I will sit in my car and wait until it's time for me to go in. So that's I knew I liked the, you. Yep. That is the answer to my question. I am never late. But one of my biggest annoyances in life 
it's people who are late because, and the reason right? for this is, is because that is a way of saying to someone without a nonverbal way of saying to someone, you are not important enough to me to show up on time. And I agree. It is my one of my biggest pet peeves. And the reason my daughter and I were having this conversation is she was saying that about people who are constantly on their phone. She was saying that when you're on your phone and someone comes into the room and you don't notice them, you're, this nonverbal message you're sending them is you are not important enough for me to look up from my phone to say hello. So anyway, that's my little tangent because I couldn't help myself. But I'm and they're ready. all good points. Yeah. And I will say for the first two questions, we've answered the same way. So you're on track for 38% okay, right good. now. Good. Let's see how you veer off. Okay, the next question. What do you do when someone gives you a compliment? Do you immediately deny it and tell them how deeply, deeply wrong they are? Are you too shocked to respond? Do you smile and say thank you and then compliment them back? Or do you smile and just say thank you? I, I have, I smile and I just say thank you. And, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was in high school, I went through a class. What is it called? A manners class, a class of how to be socially acceptable and the woman who taught the class drilled that into us because most people will either box at a compliment or they make more of the compliment than there. And the best thing to do is just smile and say thank you. And I usually have to pause and remind myself to say, just say thank you and leave it at that. Right. And I would say that I'm the one that's going to balk back and say, oh, no, no, you're you're wrong. Like, oh, well, thank you. Or play it down. But right. I'm learning to step more into what you're saying. So right. I did pick the first one, but I, I agree with the, the last one. Right. But I only do it because it was drilled into my brain at probably a very impressionable age. And I want to make sure you understand that I have to stop and think about it. You have to be mindful. I have to be mindful of it. Okay, so okay. go on. Noted. Okay, so the next question is, how fidgety are you? I And the first option is, I literally do not stop moving. The next option is, only when I have been sitting or standing still for an exceptionally long time, or fairly average, or I'm a picture of serenity. I'm fairly average. Okay. What did you say? I think I said I literally do not stop moving. I don't. It's so sad. I have nervous energy, so I have to work it out. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. that's good. I wish I were more like that. Okay. So which of these sounds most like you when you're watching a film? Are you entirely engrossed, not paying attention to the rest of the world? Do you tend to have a lot of questions? If you're among friends and not in a theater, do you make jokes throughout the movie or you just can't stop eating the popcorn? I, I just can't stop eating the popcorn. <laughs> That's the one I picked. <laughs> Although I'm totally engrossed in a movie when I'm watching it, if I'm enjoying the movie and I actually get very annoyed by people who talk to me during a movie. It's like whether they're yeah. joking, whether they're yeah making comments, I get annoyed by that because I want to watch the movie. That's why I'm there. 
And I get that. And I'm really respectful of that in the theater. But one time we were sitting there and it was during the credits and somebody asked me a question and I whispered to answer and I got shushed and I was super pissed. And then I was even more pissed because the theater was dark and I knew the lady that shushed me and she might not have remembered me, but I'm holding a grudge to this day. Okay. So the next question, you're on the toilet and you finish the loo roll. So the toilet paper roll. Right. What do you do? Do you leave it there and carry on with life? Do you get a new roll out, but put it on the top of the empty one instead of replacing it on the hanger? (laughs) Do you replace the loo roll, but not put the old roll in the bin? Or do you replace the roll and recycle the old one? I absolutely 100% replace the roll. And, and I do too. Without, I don't even care what bathroom I'm in. I would do it in a public restroom if I was able to. I will always replace the roll. I will too. And I will tell you, this is a pet peeve or an annoyance with my kids because the trash can is right there and <laughs> all of the old rolls are on the floor in the bathroom and not one of them in the trash can. And there's the new roll of toilet paper sitting on top of the toilet paper holder with one roll on it. And then all the other rolls are on the trash. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Huge pet peeve. Well, I don't blame you. That would, that is a pet peeve of mine too, because it's like, how much more effort does it take to actually put the roll on the um, toilet paper thing than it is just to set it on top? It's like a a millisecond of effort. Right. And that has kind of become a joke in our household. So whenever they come to visit, they continue to do it. I'm hoping it's just a joke. I'm hoping they're just doing it to annoy me rather than that's how they're living their lives right now. Well, I'm sure it's because- I don't know. (laughs) They're boys. I I don't know. know. I know. Okay. So the next question, what do people most often say about your walk? Do they say that you stomp and they can always hear you coming? Do they say nothing, that there's nothing particularly unusual about your walk? Do they say that you walk too quietly and they can never hear you coming? Or do they say you have a very brisk walk? They say I have a very brisk walk. I would agree. You walk really fast. I don't know why. I don't think it's that I walk fast. I think I have a long stride. So my steps are longer. But um, I get that all the time that I'm a very fast walker. What did you answer to that one? I said nothing. There's nothing particularly unusual about my walk, but I could say I have a very brisk walk also. Yeah, you you definitely keep up with me. Yeah, sometimes I'm running, but I do keep up with you. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so here's a good Suzanne question. You're at a traffic light that has just turned green, but the car in front of you hasn't immediately moved. So what do you do? Do you honk? Yes. Or do you honk, honk, then tell them to move their fat or some people have places to be. Do you just wait because you're sure they're going to start driving soon? Or do you try to change into another lane? Oh, I never just wait. I, you know, okay, I, I can count to like three. And if they haven't moved by three, I start yelling at the car in front of me. And I, honk. okay, so you're the honk, honk person. Yeah. No, I will. Okay. No, mine's a honk. <laughs> I don't go okay. honk, honk. And then I am yelling at the person without a doubt. Okay. It's like, 
Just trying Obviously. to drive here. This is what I say. Just trying to drive here. Don't mind me. I'm just in traffic with you, but go ahead. Sit there all day. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to put the honk honk because you're <laughs> yelling at me about this and I am not even at a stoplight. <laughs> So, but this quiz is obviously British because it uses wonderful words like arse and oh. um, things like that, which I love. Okay. So the next question is the waiter gets your order wrong. What do you do? Do you eat it anyway and pretend it's what you wanted all along? Do you eat it, but don't leave a tip and leave a bad online review? Do you politely ask to have it corrected? Or do you ask to see the manager demand compensation or a refund because it's their bloody job? That was on one of our Karen quizzes this exact same question was right here quiz, and i will politely ask them to fix it okay the next one is you're in a meeting with your colleague and the colleague mispronounces a, a word several times in a presentation what do you do do you immediately correct them do you ignore it do you not say anything during the meeting but let them know afterwards or do you snicker i roll my eyes Okay, that's not an option. So you're snickering. <laughs> well, I'm not really snickering because that would be laughing at someone. I'm not going to snicker, but I will roll my eyes because it'll drive me crazy. But I'm not going to say anything about it. You can take, okay. you can use snicker as my option. What did you say? I think I said I tried to ignore it, although deep down I'm cringing. I mean, it didn't really give that option to. Okay, like, so yeah, you're telling me I can't come up with my own options, but that's your own options. <laughs> well, I, I immediately chose I ignore it and okay. you're arguing about it. So <laughs> Right. You're, you're right. Oh, and here's another one of my pet peeves. But okay. um, how long does it take you to reply to a text? Do you immediately reply? Do you usually reply within an hour? Do you immediately in a flurry of multiple texts or just whenever you can remember? I want to know how you answered this. I said, because my husband gets really pissed if people mm -hmm. immediately reply, reply because he's like, everybody should think about an answer. Uh -huh. So I said within the hour, but most of the times if someone just checking in, I'll reply when I get the message because I think it's, and I know life happens and right. people get busy, but like when I send an email or something not to hear back for a couple of days, I think is really rude. So I, I really do try to reply so I don't forget. Well, and I, that would be my answer is that I need to reply right away or within the hour, because okay. if I don't, I will forget. And then it'll be like three days later and I'll say, oh shit, I never replied to that text. But I have to say, and I think way back in the beginning when there was first text, you and I had a conversation about this because I didn't know the texting etiquette. I didn't know the protocol to texting. It's like, how do you end a text thread? How do you, you know, do you reply right away? What do people expect? Because I didn't know anything about texting or the texting world. And right. um, so it's kind of a touchy subject for me because I still, I never want to offend anyone. But, right. But I will, if I don't respond quickly, I will forget about the text and then maybe not see that text again until they've texted me again. And I've seen the previous text. It's like, oh crap, I never replied to that. And that can easily happen. So I, I get that. And 
you know, I do struggle also like how to end a text. Like you've gone back and forth, back and forth and you're done. Do you just not say anything? So I'll usually like their last thing, like do a heart or right. a thumbs up, or I'll just say, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Or, you know, I'll, I'll right. try to do something to give closure to it because I just don't like looking like I'm not I responding. Know. Well, that's just it. I never know when to, when I have nothing additional to add and I do like those little things where you can just put a thumbs up or a heart because it does kind of end you know it's a good signal without shutting you down altogether you know because I always yeah I can't say I'm offended but I'm always like and I used to just not respond I used to just quit responding but then I realized well that's kind of rude too but yeah. Well, that was the last question. Okay. So do you want to guess if you're more annoying than me or less annoying? Well, I know that I'm more annoying than you, regardless of what the test says, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it came out that you're only 32% annoying. So less annoying than me. Okay. <laughs> I disagree with that, but that's okay. I'll okay. It just says you're only occasionally slightly annoying, but hey, who isn't? So... Okay, we'll go with that. I don't find you annoying at all. Well, thank you. Except when you tell me there's not enough time to shop. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. You were absolutely 100% right on that because we wanted the experience, not just a rush job. Right. And yeah, and we will have that experience. We will. And what our listeners will have is Suzanne and I getting on the same page and setting up a time every week to record so we have something to release every week. Yes. Moving forward. Yes. That is so what please, we're going to do. Yeah. Please don't be annoyed with us. We're working on our own issues. Yes, we are. And I've got a lot. I so do I. I do. I so do I. <laughs> so I guess with all that shared, it's a good time to say cheers, everyone, until next week. And I promise it will be next week. Yes, it will. Cheers. <laughs>